I would have started networking much, much sooner. This past November, I decided to start posting regularly about resources that have helped me, sharing things I was learning, studying, um, sharing about my journey. And I never imagined how many people would begin to reach out to me after I started posting routinely. And they would offer their support or assistance in any way that they could. I discovered that the cybersecurity community is jam-packed full of helpful, compassionate people who truly want to lend a hand to others. I'm George Comedy, and this is First Watch Spotlight, where we put the focus on the up-and-coming generation of cybersecurity professionals. Some are right out of school, and some are entering from a different career path altogether. Either way, our goal is to show there's no singular path into the industry, and hopefully highlight some ways more people can enter the field. Today's guest is Rachel Rocha, an aspiring SOC analyst and a contributing writer to Overt Operator. Rachel went from bodybuilding and managing gyms to becoming a full-time mom for several years, and when her children decided to attend public school, she went looking for her next chapter, which led her to Full Stack Academy's cybersecurity program. I wanted to learn more about her story, what she's learned so far, and her hopes for a career in cyber. Rachel Rocha, welcome to First Watch. Thank you for having me, George. I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. Let us start in the most logical place, which is describe your journey into cybersecurity for us. Well, my career story begins in the gym. I'm pumping iron, training for my first bodybuilding competition, managing two fitness facilities, and am the designated personal trainer for the gyms that I manage. Then full stop, I find out I'm pregnant with my first child. My priorities change almost overnight. Mm -hmm. I want to be the best parent I can be for this new little life. So to me, that meant staying home full time with my child and being there to witness every new milestone. So I'm thankful that I was able to make my desire to stay home long-term with my kids a reality because not everyone mm -hmm. has the luxury to do that. I mean, it basically takes two incomes for a family to survive. Yeah, for sure. Well, time passes and I got two more beautiful babies that have come into my life and I homeschool them through their elementary years. Then they come to me one day and they say, hey, I want to go to public school. So in that moment, I'd been working years to empower my children to be confident enough to make their own life decisions. And here I am faced with the product of my efforts. <laughs> right. <So laughs> I was super proud, but equally sad that this chapter of our lives was over. We're moving into the next. I support them 100%. So they enrolled in public school and began their next life adventures. And I'm sitting at home now wondering, what do I do now? Where do mm -hmm. I go from here for my own personal growth? It's mid-pandemic. I'm not thrilled about the idea of returning to a crowded gym right. with close quarters. Everyone's breathing on each other. So I start researching IT jobs and cybersecurity jumps out at the screen at me. Um, fighting crime online, protecting humans' right to privacy and safety, 
protecting human life, I knew instantly this discovery was my calling. Mm. And here I am now, a graduate of Full Stack Academy's cybersecurity program and actively on the job hunt for my first role. Nice. And and that is a that's incredible. I like all stories that begin in the gym. It's frequently where I <laughs> I'd like to believe I have my best thoughts under some sort of intense exertion. Um how did you decide on the domain that you're looking for, right? Like the SOC analyst role versus red team versus GRC. I'm always interested to hear once that door opens into cyber, there are so many doors behind that door. Uh, so curious to know how, how you came to that. Well, I ch I've chosen to take the blue team route as a SOC analyst because I want to be on the front lines of defenses. Mm -hmm. I know that the SOC is a good place to begin my career because it'll put me on my toes. I'll be reading and understanding the data that's generated by the tools, and it'll be my responsibility to determine whether a threat's real or it's mm -hmm. simply a false alarm. It gives me that thrill of mystery solving that I've been drawn to since my days of watching Carmen Sandiego as a kid. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, my kids are super into the TV show, and I'm trying to explain the old video game to them. And I don't know if that's uh, necessarily hitting. But yes, Carmen Sandiego played a, a large role in, in my upbringing as well. Awesome. I haven't seen the new show, but I want to. Um, so can you think of the moment that there's a difference between you're looking for IT jobs. I presume that decision was predicated on, well, I know that it's a high growth sector. I know that, you know, it pays well. Okay, cyber jumps out at you. Now there's a difference between I'm going to do cybersecurity when enroll in this program. And then there's always this friction point and it is somewhere in the education where it clicks. And this is not just cybersecurity, this is anything that you choose to pursue. There is a difference between the abstract, I, I want to do this, I think I aspire to do this, and then you're in the trenches, up to your knees in it. And do you recall the moment where, you know, maybe it felt a little bit hard, but you're like, I get it, or I, I feel empowered by this? Do you know if it was like a certain course, certain teacher? How, how was that educational journey for you? Hmm, that is almost exactly the warning that I received from my instructors when I first began <laughs> the boot camp. They're like, you're going to feel like you know nothing for a long time and you just got to keep digging, got to keep digging, got to keep learning, packing it in your brain. And then one day it's going to click. Mm -hmm. And yes, it did eventually. Oh, I don't remember the precise time or what we were studying at the moment, but I do remember my feeling. It was like, wow, I get it. Everything is coming together. All the mm -hmm. fundamentals, the networking, building on top of each other. And here I, I get the, the big picture. Yeah. I, I feel, I feel like it might be each course is like you're painting a layer and you're like, well, I am really concentrated on getting this, this blue right or this green. And then when you stand back, you have the landscape. But it's like when you're in that layer, it might be hard to see the larger picture, as it were. Yes, yes. So um, what surprised you the most? And that can be for good or for ill about your journey so far. 
well, this goes um, toward the networking aspect. I'm in awe of how many people are willing to help others find their way in the field. That was a huge surprise to me. Oh, good. On another note, I was surprised to find out that referrals would get me much further in my job process than the general application pool. Mm. I didn't know exactly what to expect when I began my job search, but I didn't understand the importance as an entry-level professional of having someone to vouch for me and refer me. More with Rachel Rocha in a moment. Stay tuned all this month as we celebrate Women's History Month with a double dose of First Watch. We're dropping two episodes each week featuring women in cyber from CISOs to first-year analysts and beyond. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Now, back to my conversation with Rachel Rocha. For sure. Yeah, I think we stand impressed at automation and technology, um, and that is true on the cyber vendor side, it's true on the defense side, but you know, at the end of the day, it's still people are doing business with people and, you know, buyers buy from vendors they trust, but also people hire people they know it's, it's different to see a diamond in the rough in a stack of digital applications. It's very different to get that referral from somebody, you know, and trust for sure. Right. I get that now. Um, and so is there anything that you would do differently knowing what you know now? Like if you could go back and tell Rachel at the beginning of the journey, like, hey, you should be sure to do this. <laughs> yes. This this goes right back to networking. I would have started networking much, much sooner. Mm. This past and November, I decided to start posting regularly about resources that have helped me, sharing things I was learning, studying, um, sharing about my journey. And mm -hmm. I never imagined how many people would begin to reach out to me after I started posting routinely. And they would offer their support or assistance in any way that they could. I discovered that the cybersecurity community is jam-packed full of helpful, compassionate people who truly want to lend a hand to others. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I got a lot of feelings about the so-called job shortage, but we still need people. And so I think right. this community is very much, if you have put your hand up and you said, I, I want to join, I want to learn, I think there's more than enough willing to put the hand back down to lift up, right? Because it's clearly needed. Um, so what excites you the most about your future? And cybersecurity. I mean, I know I'm asking a little bit of crystal ball prognostication, but you're here at the beginning, you're at the cusp, you're also a, a career transition, a change. So where where do you where do you see the light? Where do you want to go toward? Hmm. Well, what thrills me the most about cybersecurity is that it will constantly be evolving. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I will constantly be learning and growing as a professional. There's always going to be something new to learn, a new skill to master, a new tool to play around with, new threats to discover and hunt. And I'm super excited about that prospect. The constant yeah. learning. Speaking of hunting, um, 
I would like to explore a little bit more about your honeypot work and and how that came about. Uh, you are a contributing writer at Overt Operator. So I just want to understand like what was what was the there there that led you to that? What was the curiosity that led you to to start doing that work? Well, my honeypot was first developed when I was um, in Full Stack Academy's boot camp. Mm -hmm. So it was a part of our capstone project as a class. And we were able to take it several different directions. But I personally um, chose the Teapot platform from T-Mobile. So they offer a bunch of little fun tools inside it. I just had it. I just had to put it within my virtual machine. And then um, I captured and analyzed the malicious behavior that my honeypot gathered. So it was a it, lot and it was fast. <laughs> right. Yeah. Within eight hours. So the whole purpose of the honeypot, I'm sure everyone knows who's listening, but if you don't, it is to trick the hackers, trick the attackers into attacking your honeypot. So it looks tasty. It looks exciting, delicious. Let's go attack it. It's full of good stuff. So I got a ton of hits on it. And that was exciting. And I wrote up a, an article about it on Medium. And then it was transferred to Overt Operator because they appreciated my work so much. And that's how I got my position there. Um, but my article was a very high level overview of what I experienced during that eight hours of honeypot. Yeah. And it came from every direction. I like the visualization. You can see it just flood in from all, all sectors. For real. It was so. exciting. I plan on digging deeper with it too in the, in the future. So, uh, I want to round a home here and ask. You know, you are seeking out your first position, but you're putting out a bunch of resources. So you're in this kind of transition zone where you are both gaining a foothold, but also helping ostensibly those who are coming up behind you. So what are some tips that you would pass along to those looking to make similar moves? And I say that in two parts, similar moves as in fresh cybersecurity newcomer, could be college student, but also second part anyone trying to make that transition later in life, right? Because I talk to a lot of people and and so many are like yourself, they're working in one field, some life change happens, and then they find cyber, which I think goes to my point that there's no like typical path. I think everyone thinks there's like some sort of linear path, I should do this and then this and then this and then. But anyway, what are the tips you would pass along to those looking to to come up? Yeah, there are mixed feelings about whether you should get a four-year degree or go to a boot camp or be self-taught. You really just have to figure out what works best for you. There's no right way, like you just said, to enter the field. But once you get that base of knowledge, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I cannot express the importance of meeting, making meaningful connections meeting peers, networking, reaching out to people in the role or company that you want to work in. Um, one thing that I've been doing is conducting informational interviews. So that's mm. where you speak with people who are already working 
in the role or the company that you want to work in and you get their firsthand experiences, impressions, and they'll give you tips that they figured out, tips to be successful. Nice. Um, also, I would recommend posting on LinkedIn a couple times per week. Mm-hmm. As an introvert, I completely understand how daunting this may seem at first for a newcomer in the field, but once you begin and once you get on a roll, you won't regret it. You'll gain that visibility, you'll make connections, Uh, Before long, you'll have people reaching out to you with opportunities. And that's kind of the whole goal. That's awesome. That's good advice. Um, Lastly, I want to return to your gym rat roots. So it strikes me that anyone who's spent a lot of time in the gym, and I say that as someone who does that, spend way too much time. you're, (laughs) You're used to working through discomfort right? Whether you're aiming for a new lift or you're on a diet for body composition, whatever, you're working towards a goal and you're used to kind of grinding through a part of the plateau or a part of the journey that's hard. So were there any moments where you had that self-doubt or where you had to call upon those reserves of resilience to, to get through? Yes, recently, actually. Um, probably within the past month, I really personally struggled with the fact that I haven't gotten a position yet Mm -hmm. and I've been working so hard. I know it's a culmination of all the layoffs that have been happening and oversaturation of people who are looking for jobs and who are much more qualified than me, the fresh newbie with who needs to be trained and, Mm -hmm. I mean, even though I'm eager, I'm ambitious, I'm excited and passionate about cybersecurity, there's still someone out there who's had 10 years of experience and who's looking for that role and will probably get hired over me. Mm -hmm. But reaching out to my peers that I've met, they've really encouraged me not to give up, keep going. I'm definitely not going to give up. I've just have been feeling discouraged that this journey has been so much more challenging than I ever anticipated, particularly the journey of getting my first role. I get that. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, Rachel Rocha, I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day uh, to share your journey with us. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed speaking with you, George. All right. And good luck. We'll talk soon. That's it for today's Spotlight. Thanks to Rachel Rocha for sharing her story. To hear more interviews with leaders and more Spotlight episodes, subscribe to First Watch wherever you get your podcasts. First Watch is a production of Safeguard Cyber with original music by Matias Cefaletti and production help from Jamil Mafi. Until next time, stay safe, stay strong.